0: Say, Timmy, what's that you've got there? Hiya, Pop! I'm just sitting here with my favorite book, Fight Club! Now, Timothy, don't you think you're a little old for those shenanigans? What do you mean, Pop? My young squire, you're going to be a fully mature clone one day. It's time for you to learn about the Venture Brothers and the exciting world of super science. Golly, Pop, where would I ever learn about such a neato thing like the Venture Brothers or Super Science? Well, son, the internet is for more than just looking at pornography on your phone. You can actually learn all about Venture Brothers and Super Science on Conjectural Technologies, a Venture Industries podcast. And you can actually watch the Venture Brothers on Hulu or Adult Swim or many other places. Just watch Venture... No, watch... Please, just watch Venture Brothers. It's a good show. And please subscribe to Conjectural Technologies' Avenger Industries podcast. Our jokes are just a lot funnier after you've already watched the Venture Brothers. I mean, that, that makes sense, right? Gee, I guess so, Pop. Tim, what are you still doing here? We stopped that bit seconds ago. Well, golly, Pop. You don't have to be so mean. You're the one sitting here talking to yourself like a crazy person. Subscribe to... Conjectural Technologies, a Venture Industries podcast.
1: Oh, the lotuses, yeah.
2: The, the fucking cicadas. One well, here's the special thing, is like a 17-year, oh, yeah. like, whatever, like, it's supposed to have been oh. over, like, last summer and this summer, like, all this, like, massive hibernation of cicadas are all supposed to, like, vanish. So I knew this last summer, right? And um, I dyed my hair. This all fits. Just follow my train. Through. colored my hair. And um, when I threw the hair dye bottle away, I just kind of like threw it into the trash can and it kind of landed upright. So the next morning, I'm sitting at the kitchen table drinking coffee with Beast. And my back is to the trash can. And just out of nowhere comes this god-awful sound. And I can't see what's going on behind me. All I can see is this look of terror
0: on Beast's face. Now before she finishes, let me tell you what I'm seeing. <laughs> like it's uh it's really early in the morning um you know and and audrey just got off work and uh she sits down and i'm looking and she's sitting directly in front of the eyeline like of the trash can so i can't see trash can like i mean i know it's there but like visually like gone and then we hear this god-awful noise and i see blood pouring in reverse like gravity has reversed itself like fucking exorcist style it's not like you know when you're squirting a condom upward no it looks like it's being poured onto the ceiling oh yeah like the and, and it's from not on elm street yeah and, and it's making this god-awful like noise while it's happening and there are no words to describe like i can't i can't tell her there's blood pouring onto the ceiling behind you
2: (laughs) You so anyways back to these 17 year cicadas right so the first thought that comes to my mind because again i don't see what's happening behind me a beast isn't saying a fucking word he's just looking
1: terrified and scared
3: (laughs) Oh. <laughs> oh gosh, logic would tell you
2: it's here. Where's the a erupting from my wall?
1: That's what oh. I thought.
2: <laughs> so I jump up from the table, <laughs> screaming. The cane! The cane! Yeah,
0: it like it wasn't right. even <laughs> side of the kitchen. It, well, and it wasn't even like a. It'd be honest with you, it wasn't a scream. It was like, uh, oh, shit, cicadas. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was like, cicadas.
2: Like, <laughs> fuck, like. Oh. The other side of the kitchen is what I <laughs> turned around and seen. By the time that I turned around, like, the flow had stopped. Oh but what I was What? That bottle of hair dye that I threw away. Oh. <laughs> oh, <my
1: goodness>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> And it shot up onto my ceiling. And there was a pink oh, spot on the ceiling. Where oh, plays.
3: No. Um, oh
0: it God. reminded me of that Aqua Teen Hunger Force episode with Glenn Danzig. Yeah, can I get the blood that runs up the walls? Yes.
2: gentlemen, guys, gals, and pals. Welcome out to a very special episode of the Venture Sisters. Um, April is Mental Health Awareness Month, so we wanted to take a second and uh, talk about your mental health. Before we do all of that, Man. to introduce everybody. Um, I am your host Audrey Hartburn, and, and with me, as always, is my very well endowed friend Dolly Pardon. Say mm. hi, Dolly. Hi. <laughs> All right, and we have two special guests on for you guys today for this episode. We have from Tech.
0: We can also be well endowed.
1: We can. <laughs>
2: from Conjectural Technologies Not- Podcast, we have Baron Not- Beasley <laughs> Mode. And um, our venture virgin, uh, Elon Benzos, is with us um, to yeah talk about your mental health, our mental health, everybody's mental health. Make sure we're all aware of it.
0: You know you got that, right? <laughs> Just checking. Good talk. Uh, yeah, no. Um, it's one of those things that uh, kind of, I mean, it, it's pervasive in the show. I mean, it's kind of written in the DNA of the show, right? Like the whole premise is, what if Johnny Quest grew up and, and had kids of his own? You know, it's, it's a parody built on that premise. And like, you know, he's a bad father because he, he was, you know, obviously raised in an environment of toxic masculinity and generally speaking, just bad parenthood. I mean his, his dad you know uh, did like smoking endorsements and stuff like that as a scientist <laughs> you know um, had key parties and things I mean we, we all know how terrible Jonas oh.
3: is
2: yeah
0: um, so I mean it, it's one of those topics that's uh, you know interwoven throughout the, the show I mean one of my favorite episodes is actually a group therapy episode
3: Yeah. yeah it is <laughs> Let's see. Season four, episode six, self-medication or meditation.
0: No, self-medication. Medication.
3: Medication. Okay.
2: Self-medication. I, did, I did have that right. So it opens up with a group therapy session with some uh, recognizable uh, <laughs> childhood stars. Um,
0: like other boring adventurers. Yeah, other boring adventuring oh, types.
2: God. Right. So we've got uh, Johnny Quest. Or er, sorry, not Johnny Quest. No, but Action Johnny. Action. Yeah. Action Johnny, who is the the Johnny Quest knockoff, like you know.
0: Which makes the whole parody thing weirder. Hey, we're going to do a parody of Johnny Quest, but we're going to throw in this Johnny. Quest yeah, because here. we're in the the corporate like same corporate umbrella. We're going to actually put like Johnny Quest in, but we can't use his name. Mm-hmm. Like we can give like a straight nod to him, and they won't sue us.
1: Yeah, it's like right. a
0: whole thing that kind of. I, don't, I mean, it doesn't directly muddle it if you understand what's going on. It's just very meta.
2: Yeah. So <laughs> yes. You got Axe and Johnny is there, and then one of uh, Captain Sunshine's sidekicks is there. Um,
0: Played by uh, Patton, Patton Oswald.
3: Oswald. Yes. He got
0: too old. Yeah. <laughs>
2: There's um Roboy is
0: there. <laughs> uh, the play on Astro-Boy.
2: Yeah. Yes. Little robot boy. So you haven't gotten to these episodes quite yet, Elon. And I apologize ahead of time for any spoilers.
0: Um, um and the further further muddy the waters, uh, you do have like the Hardy Boys knockoff.
2: Yeah. That which are is, basically I mean,
0: the
3: Menendez brothers. Right? <laughs> right.
0: Well, and uh to me, like Hank and Dean were modeled on, you know, the Hardy Boys. Like that was a you know mystery solving twin brothers and stuff uh so it's interesting that they've also brought in a you know a, another version of them uh you know that that folding in of of tropes again um but really? yeah <laughs> so... and who is it uh seth green and um he plays snoopy in the later seasons uh
2: oh golly john hodgman yes yeah John Hodgman.
0: And we, you know, open up with that and you kind of see all
2: the characters were their own kind of different issues. You know, um, Johnny's got his uh, codependency issues, obviously his addiction issues. Um, you know, he's got his abandonment issues from how he was treated by his dad. Um, there's uh, what is Sunshine's kick name
1: um, wonder boy
2: wonder boy thank you uh wonder boy the wonder boy that aged out like he's got like all kinds of fucked up issues and you know that there was like some oh, yeah inappropriate things happening there so i mean that's a whole other level of of issues to, to deal with in trauma i mean that's you know he's gonna have fucking ptsd he's got fucking uh, mm-hmm. Stockholm Syndrome, like, uh, you know, definitely has been brainwashed, Um, you know, that kind of shit. Uh, Forget what uh, Astro Boy, not Astro Boy, um, Boy's issue was.
3: His, the only thing they really point out is rage. Whenever they're going around, he says, like, whenever I see a giant robot, I just get so angry and mad. Yeah. I'm guessing like his is just rage
2: right well and then obviously there were the you know the other brothers that were supposed to be uh you know reminders of the 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 menendez brothers you know kind of a callback to that and those boys had their own issues all in and of themselves (sighs) i know some about the the story but not enough to like comfortably
3: speak about it yeah Um, if you know more dolly like i'd love to hear so basically lance and dale are the hardy brother knockoff right and i think it's lance is the blonde haired one he is just super super aggressive and like you could tell i know he probably instigated the whole thing and he's like torturing (laughs) his younger brother or they're i'm sorry they're twins they actually said twins Mm -hmm. and um like the other one he'll just he'll say i saw his body laying there softly cast in light shadows and I mean, I'm like, oh, gosh, I mean, it's like he's having like really furious like trauma from it. But then the other brother is just like angry and, like wanting to hide everything. And he's a real cocky character, kind of like a Ted Bundy type. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, he was a little Ted Bundy. And uh, like, I remember he was, <laughs> you know, talking about like uh, the, his dad wrote him out of the inheritance. But like, and, and he was like really angry. He was like, yeah, but we got the Beamer. Yeah, and it was Cherry.
2: <laughs> right so i mean obviously the show you know in a
3: funny way kind of touches on some some real shit um, it, it's great too because they blame okay spoiler the therapist is killed by what johnny calls a two-step viper <laughs> And then the other guys arguing that there's no such thing, and he says, oh, "I'm just I'm looking at it." So they, you know, the poor did guy has died. died. He has he has been bitten by the snake and he's dead. And Astro Boy saves the day by zapping him.
2: Right. But
3: Johnny just gets it in his head because he's fixated on Doctor Z. That is Doctor Z he did it. So they go sleuthing to Nightingale's. Which is a bar. It's also a strip club for information, and then they go all the way. Which I don't know. I see Doctor Z living in a retirement community, maybe in Florida. Kind of looks like that. I but,
0: mean, I'm 98% certain that was probably malice. Like in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I,
3: but maybe it was just like the the older corner of malice.
0: <laughs> or or maybe they have like a malice for for retired villains. Maybe. Yeah. malice is more for like active villains uh it's a wonderful place to hate yeah
3: right but i love it that dr z is the one who kind of just sets them all straight and just says no you're no longer children you're not boy adventurers anymore grow up right and rusty kind of has a breakthrough and correct me if i'm wrong but I think Rusty stopped using his diet pills after that. Quote, unquote, diet pills? Yes, Um, those diet pills. Because I don't see him using them after that.
0: He had tripolar disorder. Right. And the hand hand gesture he makes for that is hilarious, by the way, in the the very first episode. Like, I've got tripolar disorder. So
1: So speaking on self-medicating... Yes. So speaking on self-medicating, so like... So we all know that everybody in some way or some form self medicates. So what are some of your self-medicating things that you guys do that you don't, I mean, so there's like a severity of self-medicating where you're an alcoholic, right. But then there's other self-medicating things. Like when you're stressed, you're smoking a cigarette. So what are some of your self-medicating things?
0: Well, uh, I inflate my ego, uh, and, and I produce podcasts. (laughs) um that's that's definitely one of my things uh uh i I mean i'll be honest with you uh like (laughs) do enjoy smoking the marijuanas um uh and i have uh i don't know i'm I'm one of those guys who like i don't have hobbies like fucking posers have hobbies like 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 bitch-ass casuals have hobbies I have goddamn passions. Um, so no, uh, I started uh, getting really into Zen, um, like meditation and stuff like that. Uh, you know, kind of actually as a as a means to to help me balance out some some mental health issues. But I mean, I'll be honest with you, like in terms of the the ego trip, like I mean, it's it's just the same. I'm gonna get done recording here. I'm gonna go put my ass on the mat. They tried hard to think about nothing and then get up and be like, yes, I'm better than all you bastards. I'm fucking enlightened. Uh, I mean, I'll never come out and say that, but you know know that there's a dark little voice in the back of my mind with a megaphone shouting that shit.
1: <laughs> so you're self-medicating is pretty much you become egotistical? Well, no.
0: I mean, uh, that that's <laughs> just what I do for, for fun. Um <laughs> No, so he meditates
2: the, uh, you know, we both smoke, um, cigarettes and not cigarettes. Um, I like to drink sometimes, like, I'll have, you know, a mixed drink, um, when I get home from work sometimes, or, like, on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of, like, just soaking in the bathtub. I make that shit as hot as I can fucking so take it to, like shit's cranked all the way up.
0: No, like she takes baths at the same temperature as the fucking Ark of the Covenant. Like, it's melting faces.
1: I like that. I do that too. <laughs>
0: yeah. Get did exfoliate. She's like fucking scorched earth, like get all the dead skin cells off. Like, but she's so smooth. She is so smooth,
3: damn. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh uh, oh, mine's okay. fun. I just like to sleep. <laughs> nah, I, I'm like I'm like life sucks. Life totally sucks right now. I hate everything. I will see y'all in a few days. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> nah, <oops. laughs> it's just like nah. I turn into I would say sleeping beauty, but that's a stretch. Sleeping dolly. <laughs> sleeping dolly, yeah. <laughs> funny. What about you, Elon?
2: Like, what can I you so i
1: think know? i can relate a little bit to how beast handles his. more like you know like if i'm getting overwhelmed or something i need to find something that i really know a lot of information on and be like the smartest person in the room. it's weird it's definitely weird but like i have to inflate my ego as well and i don't know maybe it's just a man thing but i you mean know, man, it's...
0: Uh, I- i'll be honest with you uh i, I don't i don't think you're wrong <laughs> um, I mean, and 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 toxic masculinity is is in that realm, like the whole, you know, kind of uh, mental health arena, um, yeah. and and dudes don't like to talk about it at all,
1: like no, and, and all.
0: you know we're made very uncomfortable about it and and so on and so forth. So in terms of like actually picking a hobby, that's why I picked then. Is mm-hmm. like it's all about like it, it's actually it's hilarious, you know. I, I make jokes about like the little voice, you know, saying I'm so enlightened and shit. The thing is, though, I'm learning how to shut that guy up. I'm learning how to shatter my ego. Yeah. Um, you know, and kind of learn that I'm not a big fucking deal. Uh, in fact, you know, I, I'm I'm often quite fucking ridiculous.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: you know, one of my favorite quotes recently has been, uh, you know, think lightly of yourself, but deeply of the world. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, man, I mean, I don't think you're wrong. I, I think the... In terms of like the the ways men like to cope is either like you know flat out like repression or like Mm -hmm. ego inflation (laughs) like i don't have a problem i'm going to put it in this bottle i'm going to bury it deep down and we're never going to talk about Mm -hmm. it and i'm take two shots of whiskey, shed one tear go to sleep and, and call it a day uh or you know it's like well that fucking awful thing happened so
1: I'm going to go be awesome elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. That, yeah, that's it. That that's pretty much my self medicating too. Like, interesting,
2: that's really. And I think
1: it's, and it also I think a little bit stems from my parents as I was growing up. Like every time I failed something or failed at something, I was always called stupid by my parents. So like when I'm starting to feel some type of way, like, I have to feel like I'm smart. Right. And I guess that has my insecurities in there as well. And, you. like, most men, I don't like to talk about it. <laughs> I'll shovel it down right. and then have a ma- mental breakdown in, like, two years. <laughs>
0: hmm. I'm actually making tumors. It's going to be great. Like, I've got a whole <laughs> garden. It'll be... Uh... There's an aneurysm
2: in there somewhere. I'm yeah. Sure. Oh, nice it is really important for I mean I think everybody to you know talk about their shit I think especially to bring light you know into like onto toxic masculinity and I mean the fact that guys have emotions too like dudes have feelings too I mean we've had our own struggles in our own you know relationship identifying some of that shit Um, but I think the more that I've given you the space to kind of so your emotion would be
0: more than just like a stoic dude yeah no uh i mean and really the 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 thing about it is just also trying to figure out where to, to point that cannon uh <laughs> um I, i'm a big reader uh so uh basically like you know my life is a series of like quotes and pop culture references uh one of my favorite authors chuck Polinick, had had a great uh like, line in a story called Expedition, and it's actually a, a, a prequel to Fight Club. Like, he's the guy who wrote the Fight Club novel, and this is about, like, Tyler Durden in, like, Germany in, like, 1890-whatevers. Um, but one of the lines that shows up is, like, you know, to to be a boy without a father is to have um machine guns for, like, to have machine guns for fists and a cannon for a mouth. And Uh, yeah I mean I'll be honest with you a lot of my my masculinity issues comes from like you know my dad bounced out and and then I had a stepdad and I mean he I mean he was invested he was there but I was also somebody else's kid it was like I smelled like somebody else's kid like when you put a a puppy in another litter and the mom's like yeah I'll I'll take care of it but like this isn't mine Mm
1: -hmm. it was
0: like that (laughs) And, uh, you know, I didn't I didn't learn a lot about, like, you know, anything positive masculinity. It was like, you know, oh, stop being a sissy and fucking walk it off. Yeah. You know, but I broke my leg, like I said. <laughs> you
2: know? Right. So we've tried to find that balance, you know, with ours, because we are raising two little boys. Uh, you know, and just trying to make sure that they have the space to show their emotions. And we don't ever shame them for and like it's never like a hey you're a boy don't do that more times than not though it's like hey you're too old for this like you know we try to make it like that and not so much about but yeah we you know we want to encourage listeners
0: well and and you know what exactly let me go ahead and, and put this out there like you think you know you're tough by not talking about it or repressing it or making fun of it I use a lot of humor to get past shit in my life. Don't get me wrong. That's a valid thing. But don't use it, you know, too much either. The hardest thing you can do is put your fucking ego aside and handle the matter. Like you, you, I'm going to go ahead and do something that's vaguely a little toxic. Like you want to do the hardest, like manliest fucking thing you're going to do in your life. Put your fucking ego down and ask for help if you need it. Mm hmm. I mean, I'm not even always great at it, but once you kind of get to a point, it gets easier, you know. Like once you finally like break down that wall, but you don't want to get to a (laughs) point where you have to have a big breakdown. That's the whole point is avoiding all that stuff, you know. There's a there's a reason, you know. There are so many terrible patterns of behavior in in mentally unstable men. Um, I mean, stop punishing yourselves and like you know fucking nut up you know, talk to somebody about it.
1: (laughs) Yes.
2: Yeah. For sure. Um, It is okay. Like, It's really okay.
0: Now, on the flip side, uh, I I do get overly emotional at weird things, like uh, almost any version of the Rainbow Connection, like any cover... Yeah, like I will cry. <laughs> There's just something that Yeah, that that like and and I mean, I've listened to some some shit. Like I'm into some way out like avant-garde shit. Like I used to be into some very like heavy stuff. I like my my moody emotional things, my like, you know, uh really like pretentious uh instrumental music and shit. But like I don't know what the heck it is like the rainbow connection just hits me right in the goddamn heart and i can't help it like you want to like you want to (laughs) defuse (laughs) me
3: okay i'll remember not to ever do my kermit the frog impersonation and sing that
0: uh, well you got do you know how to play the banjo like it's a total package thing
3: oh okay okay no i can i can play the piano but i cannot play the banjo it looks complicated as i'll get out (laughs) <laughs> there's a lot of stuff happening
2: there is a lot of stuff happening I would love to learn how to play the band there, though
0: so uh, how how do women uh, generally speaking kind of kind of broad like you know you're talking about kind of generalities and how how men you know lots of times deal with a problem uh, what are some of the ways you feel like you know women are also kind of generally dealing with mental health issues
1: um
2: Well, I mean, I feel like we shut down also, but, you know, kind of in a different way. It's not so much like shove it down and, you know, never talk about it. It's like we just put it in a closet somewhere. We know eventually, like, shit's going to come spilling out of that closet. But for right now, we don't have time to deal with it. And so
0: we're just going to shove it in the closet and go take a bath. Oh, so you could try burying it deep down.
3: <laughs> so like, you know, my best friend and i we could like we'll text each other first you now whoever's having a bad day or just has a lot of stuff to unload and say i need to vent and then like if the, the other one you know, can call immediately and we will just let everything out it's right. just like word vomit coming out it's just like i can't believe this and it's just like usually about an hour long conversation about everything that's built right. up over a period of time I think it's but then important. after that it feels good you're like okay I got it out
2: right I think it's important to you know kind of have a person that you can vent to that's just going to it's really just going to listen um and I, I don't feel like I have that as much as I used to um but like because it helps and you know somebody that's not going to like immediately try to Fix your situation or, you know, um, help you see the other side of things or anything like that. Like,
0: I literally sitting right here.
2: Sometimes I need to vent about you.
0: I know, no. I I understand. I'm very much a part of it. When I say I'm a ridiculous man, I can't stress that enough. Sometimes I will put in order my shirt, my underwear my socks, my shoes, and then my pants, just to mess with her. <laughs> like, it just baffles her. And sometimes I'm like, yeah. Oh
3: my gosh.
0: Like, the system, rage against the machine. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, and obviously there's, there's other stuff. Uh, I mean, I, generally speaking, I, I, it's a spouse. You have to be honest. I love, you know, you love your spouse. Uh, but you also live with your spouse. Uh, so there is that
2: right (laughs) so i you know i think it's good for people to have people to vent to i think it's also good to you know remember that the people that you're venting to are also people like and you know yes that like relationship um i guess you know kind of beforehand like hey um you're my vent buddy and you know everything that we say here is, is safe like
3: yeah
2: you know when I'm yelling I'm not yelling at you when I'm saying you know well everybody is a piece of shit and they all suck and you're all blah 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 like you have to know that you're not a part of the you and the they like right.
0: what was the fucking Teddy Ruxpin uh Teddy talk to
3: me
0: Teddy, Teddy talk to me Teddy talks a lot Teddy talks a lot Yeah, Yeah. that's Venture and Teddy talks a lot. (laughs) I mean, not not quite, like, it's not that exact thing because Venture's not venting the same way, but, like, Mm -hmm. you got to have somebody outside of the situation, whatever that situation is. I mean, I'll be honest with you, it's probably not proper to vent to somebody that, you know, a coworker about work situations in a specific sense because then, you know you may be giving them ammo you may change their opinion of you know you may have like a change their opinion of you right like um you you've got to vent been outside of work for a reason and and relationships are very much the same one so
2: therapy
0: yeah that's what for. <laughs> you just stick the tape in you press play on the teddy bear uh
2: now um I, I think therapy is a good idea for everybody. I think everybody should go to therapy. Everybody, like myself included, you know, um, everybody should go to fucking therapy. Um, yeah.
0: yeah. But then who will the therapists see?
2: Therapists see other therapists. That's man. true. Like, yes. And they find you a therapist that sees other therapists. Don't go to no therapist, is like, I am perfect and I do not need anybody to know find a therapist that sees a fucking therapist and don't be afraid to like look around i have been through a couple of therapists and i have stopped going because i did not like them yes they same ladies and i didn't feel like they understood my shit like and you know if you're gonna sit there with a fucking notepad and scribble on it the whole time i don't want to talk to
3: you i wouldn't mind that so much i had one was a little old lady and she collected miniatures and i mean whenever i say miniatures i mean teeny teeny tiny miniatures <laughs> and there were thousands and thousands of them in her office just lining everything those, and all she wanted...
0: those were like former patients like but she shrunk right
3: yeah, yeah possibly because all she wanted to do is <laughs> talk about That's her miniatures called shrinks <laughs> uh, right yeah I'll... I think i saw her for maybe i gave her a good two months and then i was like yeah i'm sorry i can't listen to anything else about your miniatures as if we haven't even talked about me and my problems
2: right now going to therapy the first couple of times is is weird and awkward because you're just kind of i mean at least it was for me maybe it wouldn't be like if i had you know a therapist that i liked but you just kind of sit there and they're like all right so tell me about yourself And then you're like, well, me and I do stuff with things and then they're like, well, what's bothering you? And you're like, well, I don't fucking know. I mean, when I set up this appointment, things were pretty shitty, but (laughs) (laughs) everything's okay right now. (laughs) Having a great day. Right. Um, (laughs) The sun's shining and, you know, didn't catch any stoplights on the way here. Like,
0: Oh, that'd be great, though. Uh, yeah, so I need to reschedule my appointment. I'm actually having a really good day, <laughs> and uh, I really want to get bang for my buck. I mean, you're expensive.
1: Sorry.
2: <laughs> Therapy is fucking expensive, man. That is the it one. It is. God, that is the one downfall to that. Um,
0: you know, it's cheap. <laughs> fucking meditation. That shit's cheap as shit. Oh, yeah.
2: Meditation is cheap also like look into your like work and um like resources your health insurance benefits and stuff a lot of them will cover mm. um some sessions um even it, if it's,
0: it's you know. uh usually through uh, most workplaces it's through what they call it, uh, the uh employee assistance program right. um and i found that that's kind of generally speaking, called that across the board. I worked for a county library that had an EAP. And then I worked for a major retail warehouse that had an EAP as well. So, uh, you know, odds are if you have health insurance, you've got an EAP. Right. So
2: reach out to them, look at, you know, definitely look into what your, your resources are and what's available to you and get them an appointment with a therapist, um, especially if you feel like you need somebody to talk to and you don't have anybody to talk to that's that's what's most important we care about all of you guys we want all of you guys to stick around for a while especially to see if we'll ever get a season eight um if that's nothing else to live for like finding out if we get a season eight yes. is something to live for right yes
1: <laughs> and for all the listeners if you are a person who somebody has confided in to talk to um, I think the biggest mistake, and I've learned this from experience, the biggest mistake of being a listener is telling people what they should do. Um, yeah. If if they're in a situation, you know, and you say, "Well, I think you should do this," that might, that 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 advice might not be good for that person. You remember, you're not a professional, okay? So that person might get themselves. Either into trouble or just down a wrong path. So my my advice and what I always do is, hey, I don't know the full situation. I'm only going based off of what you're what you're telling me. Um, I don't know what advice that I can give you. In my opinion, if I was in your shoes, I would do this, but I would speak to a professional. Right. And. I would never tell anybody because I've had a situation where I'm like, you should do this. It didn't end well. And then you kick yourself in the butt. And that makes you deal with even more mental, mental guilt or whatever right. you're struggling with personally, that just adds on. So always well, make sure that you're just trying to give or not try to give like the best advice right?
2: We'll without even, telling you know, somebody what advice. to do. Be there to listen and really, um, I think more so ask leading questions and, you know, try to get help a person get to their own conclusion. Like, especially when you put in, you know, your, well, I think you should do this or this is how whatever should be, then you're adding your own, you're just piling more onto them because now they're worried about Mm -hmm. your opinion. Obviously, if they come to you about their problems, you're somebody that, you know, they depend on um, and they look up to you know, so they value your opinion of them. So if you're, you know, telling them they should do something, then they're not going to want to, you know, let you down. So if they can't work out their situation the way that you think that they should, you know, so that piles all of that on. So instead of those, you know, kind of things, like when you're listening to somebody, um, like, hey, well, have you thought about this? Or have you looked into that? Or why don't we look into this? Or, you know, can I send you some resources about that or, you know, whatever. Talk about options. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And what, please, please for what the you love should of... Do,
0: this is what you can do.
1: And please, for the love of everything you believe in, do not self-diagnose yourself and do not diagnose other people. Absolutely I have not. I, There are so many people out there that will Google this stuff and be like, Oh, I think you're suffering from PTSD or you're suffering from anxiety. You're doing this or you know what, this person is psycho. It is a very serious thing to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you are diagnosed from a professional and somebody else is making, making a joke out of it. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's not cool. And we're running into a lot of issues with that in the real world where people are making fun of these, uh, these, mental illnesses and it's taking right away from the people who are actually suffering from this stuff
0: well and it's funny you should actually use the phrase making fun of
1: because mm-hmm. it's a
0: weird kind of appropriation
1: and they're mm-hmm. literally
0: making it an interesting part of their identity mm-hmm. um, you know as somebody who has diagnosed PTSD like that was a hard struggle to finally get there like and don't get me wrong yeah, I mean I'm not here to invalidate anybody. Um, but I will tell you, like, I promise you, uh, if you have PTSD, you're not going to use it to validate all of your bad actions. Right. Like, and that's that's another thing that that really irks me is like you can't you can't keep fucking up and then saying, oh, well, I mean, I just have this. No. Yeah. The point is to to work on these things. Um, so it's just like, you know. And there are, you know, uh, there are people who are genuinely walking around undiagnosed and stuff. So, you know, here you are also, like, taking the air out of that room.
2: Right. You know,
0: like. The biggest thing we want to do,
2: and I guess our biggest goal for this special mental health episode is just kind of helping to try to take away some of the stigma of, one, you know, seeking therapy or treatment you know, to um, being, you know, finding out, like finding a diagnosis, um, not to say that everything has to be diagnosed, um, but if that, if, if a diagnosis is what you're seeking, you know, if that some kind of answer like that is what you're seeking, then find that and that's, that's okay, but that doesn't have to be your identity, you know? And then, you know, finally we wanna, what am I starting to say? Like, it's okay to not be okay.
1: Okay. yes it is okay to not be okay and it is okay to be depressed or have well i mean it's not okay but you know it's okay for you to go and get the help that you need and not feel like you're a freak or not feel like you're a joke or you're not It it's okay to feel broken anything well, that is and... broken can be fixed mm-hmm.
0: well and also i mean understand like People are people, you know, uh, and, you know, one of the reasons we, we wanted to do this episode is because the mental health stigma is real, you know, so one of the biggest things you can do is A, be vulnerable and B, understand that while you're going to have like, you know, a lot of loving, supporting people, you know, you've also got to be strong in terms of like the people who are going to be off foot, um, you know, who aren't going to necessarily like, you know uh see you through your struggle or anything like that like you know people who are going to just kind of see you for the diagnosis um and that's a hard thing to live with and that's oftentimes what i think you know is is an impediment for some people um but it's nothing you can't live through i promise you like judgments are just thoughts like it doesn't matter what somebody thinks of you like they can't they can't take it out of their head and throw it at you and like you know being you in the head with it you know uh it, it's a fucking imaginary thing to begin with so you know let them have their petty judgments you're on your own fucking path you know and sometimes the path isn't fucking paved sometimes it's gravel road sometimes you're having to walk through the fucking woods it's yours so it gets a little hard fuck everybody's judgment you do you and that doesn't mean you do you in the goddamn internet sense like no this isn't like you know uh i'm never the problem in my relationships no you do you means like you know be honest with yourself be honest with others be vulnerable with others you're going to get farther you're going to get more mileage out of it
2: right yeah do you but but do no harm
0: do you in terms of like being honest and genuinely like help yourself i mean one of the things that like was startling about my diagnosis to me was it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Right. So that's a big part of it is uh, you think you might have one thing you're, you, you, you think you're fighting one beast, you know, you won one fucking dragon and then turns out you're fighting a whole another dragon and you've been using the, you know, the wrong sword the whole damn time. Right. Like, uh, you're not going to get to that point where you can get the information you need to put you on the path you need to be on. If you're afraid to be vulnerable with yourself and others and being vulnerable with other people is going to be meaning, you know, opening yourself up to people who, who might judge you harshly or pity you. It's going to be an exercise in, you know, putting down your pride and putting down your ego, you know, mustering dignity in the face of like, you know, uh the most awkward actions in your life but you can i've done it i mean i've done some awful and some weird shit uh you know in in my tenure as as you know uh, a crazy person and uh and i know that that's not the the most pc thing to say i say that again to, to add levity to my own situation but um you know it's nothing you can't get back but you have to be sincere about, you know, honoring those things. And that's not, you know, just always being told what you want to hear or always being validated because, you know, you've got a, a mental health, you know, situation.
2: All right. Um, we've gotten really serious and really heavy. So I think we're going to take a break for a second and let you guys, uh,
0: but you guys process all that yeah
2: um and then we're gonna come back and we're gonna be funny again we're gonna talk about some more venture brothers um and more of how they uh i don't know just more of their fuck up business. um how can we relate that to our our own players um so yeah check out these messages and we will be right back
3: Ladies, have you ever been in the field and felt the need to yield to a panty shield? Not me. I'm Amber Gold, OSI super agent and full time woman.
0: New from Voop comes menstruation munitions, the only tampon with both civilian and military applicators. Guaranteed to hold a full quart of Aunt Flo's Bloody Mary mix.
3: Hey babe, could you reach in my pack and grab me one of those boop menstruation munitions? Uh, seriously babe? On the rag in the field? Oh, fine. Here, here, is this one of them? I, I, I don't know where anything is in your purse, lady. Just take take this. No, babe. I need one of the twelve, babe. It's a heavy blow
1: off. Oh, come on. This is why I never do... Missions with women in the woods. Bears.
2: Voop comes in a variety of calibers made for any size chamber. And because they're made by Voop, they're ribbed for her pleasure. And bear-proof.
0: Find all new Voop menstruation munitions at your local gun store, trade show, pawn shop, flea market, Underland, Hanko, or Texas.
3: Thanks to Voop, I've got menstruation munitions ready to lock and load. Now I'm ready to send my enemies to hell on a river of blood. Theirs, not mine. Mm. Gross. Hey guys, welcome back to
2: our very special Venture Sister episode about mental health and how important it is to us. So yeah, we got a little serious before the break. We're going to try to make it a little more funny again, jump back into the Ventureverse Right before we came back from break, I interrupted Dolly from story, so I'm gonna let her go ahead and finish that. One. Go
3: ahead, Dolly. Uh, whenever I took psychology 101, the first thing the professor said was I don't care how much you want to or how much you see every person you know in this book, do not try to go around diagnosing people. said, This is 101, you don't know anything yet. And for the love of everything, do not try to diagnose yourself in this class. (laughs) And of course I did all that. I did all that. I was like, oh, that's this. I know know this person. And I was like, oh no, I have this. I have this.
2: Right. So how many, how many things did you end up with before the end of the semester?
3: I'm pretty sure I had tripolar disorder. (laughs) Tripolar disorder. I
0: love it. (laughs) It's like before uh, WebMD, there was Psych 101.
3: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I still have my book. It's a textbook. Something that apparently schools don't use anymore. Ah,
2: they don't because I paid
3: like a bajillion dollars for mine. I know, really. I would have loved to just had a laptop and just go off of stuff from there and not yeah. have to pay a hundred bucks per book and then they sell it back. Oh, we'll give you um $10. Yeah. yeah. Take
2: your Four money and go $400 yes. book, they wanted to give me like $25. I was like, you're reading this. Yes!
0: Like,
1: yes. I open
0: that,
3: I, college bookstores are like the biggest scams on earth.
2: What? Somebody really needs
3: to look into that. Yeah.
2: No, I wish that I had known.
0: Good. Talk you know, about like contributors to like mental health issues. No shit. Like,
3: college. oh my God.
2: Not only
0: is it just like buying the textbooks, but you're putting it on your student loan,
2: like... <laughs> right? And eventually, you're going to have to pay back.
0: Ideally, right?
2: Uh, well, eventually, you're going to have to pay it back one way or the other. Like you either pay them money, or they start taking it out of your fucking paycheck. Um, oh, oh. So, yeah, <laughs> they will get their money, and then we wonder why people are so poor. But, anyways, that's a whole other for, episode for a yeah. whole other day. <laughs> But anyways let's uh let's jump back into the venture verse let's let's add a little bit of levity we got a little a little little serious want to bring back the fun so i know you got a list of episodes there dolly i see you looking at them i'm just trying to kill time.
3: i'm going i'm going to skip the heavier one since we're going to go a little bit lighter gotcha. but and i'm going to probably say this wrong i actually spelled it out phonetically Do so it. i might not say it as bad season seven episode five the Enamorada complex. Oh, con, consequence. Sorry, consequence. Uh, did I even come close to saying that right?
0: Yeah, I think I think so. I'd have to be looking directly it's, at the word, but uh, I, I think you're, yeah, you're pretty close on that. Um, I mean, it's one
3: thing. I had to go on the you know, thing that they look up the word and then like hit the little thing and it'll say, you know, say the word for you. I had right. it like said like five times and I was like still I was like I can't say it right uh-huh. but I love that episode because it's whenever Dean discovers you know goes back to Ben's cat Kevin Ben's not there but helper model number two the red helper with legs is there and mm-hmm. then he learns so yeah, he learned so much more about his dad just through that conversation and like, he yeah. comes back to him, you know, he hugs his dad and says, I love you. And it was just kind of like a weird kind of touching moment. But it's like, he finally understood why his dad is the way he right. is. And like, his grandfather was kind of basically the fault of him being that way. But I right. love it whenever um, he says, I don't have to think about souls and God. I don't have to worry about where I go when I die. And Dean says it's sad. It's like you gave up and have nothing to live for. And he says, "No, I have nothing to die for. I have everything to live for." I was like, "That is like a great little moment." Oh, I really like that. All right. But, and then also, as uh, and then also, we found out that um <laughs> that Rusty is capable of handling a room because he kind of. Takes his balls out of the you know back pocket and says, "You are all acting like children." <laughs> I, said, I know why my dad put you in the pool. <laughs> that sounds hilarious if you've never watched that episode. But
0: <laughs> uh, let's see. There uh, was it uh, assisted suicide where the uh, the monarch yes. goes into to Rusty's brain with the the mind infractor. Monarch oh, Mind practice yeah. <laughs> Why not call it the Monarch Mind Manipulator? Um Yeah, uh you get a lot of trope there. A lot of like Carl Jung and a lot of uh you know Freudian tropes about the idea mm-hmm. of, of the psyche and the mind right. and, well, I mean, and all that, that stuff.
2: The id and the ego and the super ego. I love Rusty's super ego, by the way. Yes. Yeah. It's Poor guy. Amazing. And what I imagine everyone's superego looks like, just like a massively buff version of themselves. Like, I just love that he was in an
3: empty room. Like he had never been used. Yeah. Just I mean, that's
2: what mine is. He looks like a fucking American, like an American gladiator, but she's bored.
1: Oh.
0: <laughs> that's my superego. How did she say so buff?
1: Worked
0: out
3: confident,
0: fit, Yeah, but like, where's the workout equipment? It's like a you know, solitary confinement cell.
3: I mean, you could like do pull ups and like
0: isometrics. I get that, right? Yeah, I I don't personally do them, but
3: (laughs) I love that that episode is great though, because like you say, like, all of the dead. clones just flooding the hallway and it's like oh wow so that's just constantly tormenting his mind yeah
0: like, well and wow. something uh, I didn't realize until until recently was uh, you know that that's a lot of repeated trauma like mm-hmm. you know they even go into that on on what propels the ventures to even get into cloning where you're pretty sure first Rusty obviously died a horrible death on an adventure. Right. Um, and that's probably why Jonas was not quite as attached to the other ones. As many as there might have been. True. But even yeah. beyond that. So you got Hank dressed up in his cool Batman costume with his umbrella. Yes. Off, off that roof. What do you do with the Dean? That many- is a. Like- how many deans, like, how many individual, like, boys, depending on which one died first, did, did, like, they euthanize? Is that, did that...
2: they have to kill him, or did they just, like...
0: What's the excuse? Oh, Hank's just off to, like, at sleepaway camp in, you know, Clone Slugsburg?
3: Sure. <laughs> I can't remember which episode it was, but... um. He whenever just... he he catches the canister and he's, I like, got the hiccups and he's going to become a human bomb and he says, Brock, if it gets too far, I want you to be the one to kill me. And then he said, How would you do it? And he said, like, Quick snap of the neck. You'll never know what hits you. He said, You've thought about this. That makes me think. Oh, ho, ho. so that's how Brock does it.
0: He's more than thought about it. He's done it. <laughs> He's making rat in- dolls. I
3: guess I always, just, <laughs> I always just assume that the boys died in pairs.
0: Like, like bananas will. in pajamas.
3: Yeah. <laughs> or maybe like there's some kind of like little chip or something in their head, and if one of them dies, the other one just snaps off.
0: That would require Rusty to think about it. That's Every, true. We know the te- because of Sphinx, we know that you know the technology exists. But we we digress. Like, the point is, like, you know, as awful as Rusty is, he it, it is trauma.
2: It does make you see a different, that like, that episode specifically kind of makes you see a different vibe of Rusty and kind of really gives you more of an understanding of uh, what's going on in his head. That episode and the one with Killinger, and you see the
0: dream. Um, oh, yeah, where you like straight... Alpha <laughs> Dog...
2: I like Apple Money better. Um one, Wow. You just find out that like he's just been so intimidated by his dad for his entire life. Like that, yeah. you know, a big part of, of his issue is like he's never gonna live up to what like, you know Jonas is. Um but in the same respect, like Jonas never took the time to make sure that Rusty lived up to that either. Like he never took yeah. the time to fucking mentor him and whatever. And I think you know, if we're gonna suppose that first Rusty died in, you know, some horrific accident, you've gotta imagine that uh Jonas not wanting to see any of that happen again, but kinda taking for granted that like he can just make another one, um, didn't want Rusty to be around any of that shit. And he was too selfish to give up the you know, super science adventurer life to be a fucking dad.
3: Ugh. <clears throat> God yeah Jonas I think Jonas is absolutely the worst parent yeah hands down on the show yeah yeah yeah
2: no he was pretty
3: pretty and then like that even at the end of assisted suicide um Hank says Dr. Orpheus says you're gonna go crazy Mm -hmm. and he said no and then he tells like the horrible story of his I think 16th birthday party where he hired escorts and oh, yeah. playboy bunnies were there. Yeah. And then he went up and his dad gave a speech. And then he said, now the man of the hour, he said, and just like clockwork, that jackass Colonel gentleman pulls my boxers down.
2: Yeah. Oh, I'm man. like, huh. humiliating your kids. Yeah. Like, I'm glad that we're starting to grow out of that shit. Like, there's a difference between like you know poking fun and having a laugh and like humiliating right um you know when they're not laughing along with you you're doing something i think you know our generation of parents i mean you know mine and yours like we're raising this next generation of, of young children like our generation of parents you know it's our responsibility to make sure that we're uh, not trying to pass on our issues to our kids. I think if that's one thing that we can learn from the fucking
0: Venture Brothers is be better than your parents. Yes. Well Also, it, it, it's the inevitability of you're going to fuck them up. Sorry, like you are. It's oh, yeah. going to be yeah. in any of the ways you expect. You know, you, you go out and put out those campfires You're going to be starting other ones and not even realizing it. Like, it it just happens. So again, the best you can do be a good person. Try not to fuck up the same way your parents did. That's that's the only model you got.
2: Right. Yeah. And just remember that kids are people too. I think I've had to, you know, remind myself of that sometimes. Oh, clones
0: are people too.
3: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, mind entering that. Oh, so much fun phase with the hormones and, and and, and she'll even, like, I know one morning, though, she did get really snippy with me and, and she did kind of cross the line a little bit. And then apparently she sat at school all day feeling bad, bad about it. But I mean, I didn't say anything. I just said, I said, okay, let's just go on to school.
2: Yeah.
3: And it was a very quiet car ride. And by the time she got home that afternoon, she was like, I'm so sorry, I was so mean to you. <laughs> but I was like, I said, Okay, I I'm, I'm so happy that you recognize that and I accept your apology. That's
2: good though. Like yeah. you guys have really good communication and that's awesome. She feels comfortable, you know, telling you when she's uh when she's not okay. Yeah. Right. That's her job of course. Parents, is to make sure that, you know kids are safe and
0: happy. And I probably shouldn't laugh when I spank our children, right?
1: <laughs>
0: no, no, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm absolutely kidding.
2: I have fucking DHS at our door now. Thank you. They don't know where we live. They don't. Duche. Yeah.
3: Uh. <laughs> uh, mine only got one spanking. Yeah. And it was it was her dad and it was for a very good reason. She was like, uh, "Right at three. and she tried to dart out in the into the road. Oh lord! Yeah, no, so that's that's one of those times. You no, know, just a little swat on the fanny, just like, "Hey, yeah. this is serious. Look at me."
2: Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, I get you.
3: Um, yeah, but I mean, I, I, I'm pretty sure it scared him way more than her.
2: <laughs> <they're> shit, right. <laughs> um, all right, so. We talked about a little bit of our own self-care um you know ideas and, and you know how we deal with it like what are some other you know good things some things that we could offer to the listeners and obviously self-care and you know it's not the same as you know being a therapist regularly or um it's yeah.
0: the stuff you do in the
2: in-betweens. Right. Like self-care yeah. is not the is it going to be the only thing that you need? But there are, are things that we can do. Like I like to take baths. Dolly likes to take naps. Walk.
0: Going for walks are good. Um, Meditate. I'll say that a lot. You like <laughs>
1: um,
2: I mean, you know getting uh, just get off your computer get off the fucking facebook get off of fucking facebook yes that to me so hard right
3: now guys
2: get off of fucking facebook because you need, oh.
3: you've got to awesome. take a break from it's extremely toxic and like especially like this past year plus now with the pandemic everyone mm-hmm. has got burnout so bad and then you start like, seeing all these bad stories and it just, it'll really pull you down. Nobody's posting their real
2: life on Facebook. Nah. posting their, like the shit that they want you to see from there. Nobody's posting like, hey, look at me. I just got up this morning. My bathroom looks like shit, but I'll have it cleaned up by the end of the day. Like that's totally my day. Like I should have taken before pictures. This thing was fucking disgusting because it hasn't been cleaned in like two months. Okay. That is real life that I will never yes. put on Facebook because I don't want people to know that. But I'll talk about it on my podcast for everybody to fucking hear.
3: Uh. <laughs>
0: That's because you know the audience for that is much smaller. Like there's like I don't 300 acts with a lot of these people, like But you're broadcasted on on like 350 plus friends on Facebook. And even and here's the thing is you have to understand you can only assume behaviors that you naturally do not not the sp- things that are specific but the stuff you don't even know that you're doing that stuff is other people doing like how many things do you read and you're like right. ah, loser and you just keep thumb fucking like you just keep going up right right so you'll broadcast that to 350 some odd people in text or you won't do that i'm sorry but then like talking about it here is like i mean you know our audience is is not you know a regular 350 listeners uh, 100
2: and we love all 100 of you 100 110 yes and so 110 of you
0: if you would love to join the elite ranks of of the 110 recurring listeners all you have to do is come back it's that simple yep proof facts
2: be said best you can also subscribe and find us on
0: twitter (laughs) smash that subscribe button god
1: i hate that phrase
0: (laughs) my kid says that to nothing
2: he does oh my god we were driving in the car the other day and he had his little fucking camera and uh yeah like making his little fucking videos in the back of the fucking car and he's like hey guys
3: check out these videos make sure you subscribe smash that like button button and hit that notification bell yeah, dude. I've, I've already been through my child going through all that YouTube stuff. So oh my gosh. I have f- heard that so many times. Bless it.
2: But that's another thing that I like to do when I'm feeling stressed is like fuck around with my kids and do stupid shit with them. They're hilarious. kids that are hilarious. And they will be so fucking honest with you. oh So yeah. fucking honest. Like I don't know if you're ready to handle some of that honesty. They'll be super fucking You awesome
0: aren't. You. Like, period. Like, this is life-shattering, fucking, you know, ego-destroying, cutting to the quick of you. Like, sure, you'll survive. But, like, they hit you deep down the way fucking, like, you know, uh, Rainbow Connection hits me. <laughs> like, once a week, my my youngest son will say something that just, like, throat chop to the soul. Wham! I'm like, yeah, uh I guess I need to tighten up on that, huh? All right, bud. Um, can, I, can I bribe you just to never talk about that again?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll
0: give you three Oreos, all right? like Right. <laughs> oh, he's,
2: he's brutally honest. He will fucking tell you. Like, if you smell bad and you need to take a bath, he will tell you. Yeah. You are tinky and you need to take a bath.
3: Oh.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Mine
3: sure. now is just And
0: unfortunately, close to mom. Like a dad, he won't get a filter until he's in his 30s. And even then, it won't work well.
2: Mm-hmm. I was about to say, what fucking filter? Um, yeah. yeah. Right. All right. So let's... Um,
0: you steal all the blankets.
2: I do. I do steal all the blankets.
0: Nice segue, by the way. Nice segue. Oh, no, I'm <laughs> taking my filter down. Every time, like, one of those dumb thoughts comes around, like, I'm just going to yell, just blurt it at you.
2: You're so silly.
0: You are so silly. Your hair smells nice. Well, thank you. It doesn't work out the same. <laughs> You're cute. I guess
2: it's time to start like wrapping stuff up before we do all of that elon just real quick um you have seen all of season one um any predictions for moving forward into like season two um and you know where everybody's uh, gonna end up
1: i kind of don't want to go into season two Okay. only because of the last episode yeah like i feel it i have mixed emotions i have a lot of mixed emotions okay like so
2: like to understand
1: like i know i know i have to but I, like i'm scared but you know you guys are kind of like easing my my fears because like it's like hank and dean and then like i i read so i read the description of season two episode one and it, it didn't it didn't um it didn't help me yeah no, i was just really like yeah now i really don't want to watch <laughs>
3: right
2: they're not gonna i mean if it makes you feel better like um there are more hanks and,
3: and there's also a really cool opening song for uh, episode one of season, best season best two song. i love and, it uh, I had never heard it before, and I had to like find it. I was like, "I'm no. to this song is great."
2: I love that fucking song. You will love that fucking song also. And then the next time that we have music day, you will be blasting the show.
0: Yes.
1: Oh. oh. So, so my prediction is that um...
0: I, I think it's actually the only licensed song they've got, ever gotten to play. Truth. <laughs> really?
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> except for uh, if they had to pay for. Uh, later on, when Pirate Captain sings the, the crash test dummy song. True. I didn't uh, that, think about that. They, they might have, like, unless that was in the, because again, you know, uh, they're uh, a subsidiary of a subsidiary of a subsidiary of, of, of uh, fucking Warner Brothers eventually right. down the line. And Warner Brothers has a tremendous catalog.
2: Yes, they do.
0: I just know that there's probably a ton of paperwork. To that was I wonder actual what, paperwork being pushed through. Like <laughs> I
3: wonder what the actual rule is on that. I mean, because no, it wasn't like the song was being played. They were singing it and using a totally different instrument.
2: Still,
0: like, I think it's a, word, it's the, the, the lyrics. Yeah. If yeah. it's recognizable in the lyrics. And it is because they, they straight up hit the chorus. Oh like, yeah.
2: Elon <laughs> Predictions
0: for moving forward.
1: So my predictions is gonna be um. Brock is officially going to get with, um, what's her name? Talkies. Yes,
2: <laughs> her name's <Talkies>. Go ahead,
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think Doc is going to maybe appreciate Hank and Dean more after this incident, yeah,
2: because
1: because. Uh-huh. I mean, you don't know what you have until you lose it,
2: right? I don't,
1: it's it's weird. So I think he's going to appreciate them a little more, but at the same time, knowing that he just keep recreating yeah. is just going to make him be like, eh.
2: You know, I think that's a really good perspective on it, especially having just finished the end of season one, and you haven't really gotten into season two yet, so. I think we're going to leave your predictions at that and see how that unfolds after the end of
0: season two. I'm excited. At least like uh, the opener. Right. Yeah, a lot happens in the opener to mention the words. Okay,
2: so, um, before we close out the episode, we wanted to take an opportunity to share with you guys some resources um, for crisis management. For the National Suicide Hotline and a couple of other uh, phone numbers and websites that you guys can check out um, in the event that you feel like you need to reach out to somebody. So, the first that we have is the Suicide Hotline. Um, that number is 800 273 8255. And then I have the Veteran Crisis line and that number is one 888 721 um they also have a text line and you can text um the number 838255 yeah and i'll make sure to post all of these uh websites and phone numbers in the description of the episode so you guys can get to them also um elon or dolly did you have any more to add to that list those are the two major ones that i found
3: I didn't see any other ones. I know that there is kind of a trend right now of you can get a therapist online, Mm -hmm. but you really have to be careful because, I mean, you might, Mm -hmm. you don't really know if the person is licensed. So if you do that, really, really look into it and make sure you are with a legitimate therapist.
2: That's true. That's true. Um, by the time the episode airs, um, I'll try to make sure I look up some resources for you guys to uh, kind of vet your your therapist and know that you know you're getting someone that is actually certified and what kind of certifications you need to be looking for. Um, what kind of degrees and licenses that your therapist need to have so that you're not just you know going to some somebody that fucking majored in you know gardening and is telling you you know how to live your fucking life. <laughs>
0: Uh, (laughs) i majored in pottery and i got a master's in pencil sharpening uh i just got this old like you know licensing thing on a whim right but you know pretty much you should probably have a water birth (laughs) right ma'am i'm not even pregnant
1: uh um
2: yeah elon did you have any other numbers i know you were gonna try to look for some lgbtq uh, resources. Yeah.
1: So I have two um I have a trans hotline, okay, um, for anybody who is trans out there and is struggling. And that phone number is 877 565 8860. Okay. And then I do have another lifeline. Um it's actually the Trevor the Trevor Project, which I actually just okay. became a counsel- a counselor for.
2: Very good.
1: Yeah, so um, their phone number, their hotline is 866-480-7386. And they are actually a hotline for any young adults um, from 25 all the way down to 11, 10. Um, I had a phone call, I had a phone call one day, um, an 11-year-old called. Oh wow! Um, and he was getting bullied in school and stuff like that so it's for anybody from 25 and 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 below um if you are over the age of 25 give us a call or you can also text us if you go on to the website Mm -hmm. we do have uh we do have a texting number if you don't feel like talking um you can go ahead and text us and we have 24 7 operators who are manning those lines
2: no that's awesome if none of that else works, like feel free to message us on Facebook or Twitter or send us an email or whatever. Like, you know, we're goofy. We don't know a lot of things, but we've been through a lot of shit. So if you just want to talk about fucking venture brothers, we can just talk about fucking venture brothers. Most important thing to us is that you guys are taking care of yourselves. You guys are finding, you know, yourselves important and that you matter. And uh, no matter how much you think it, somebody is going to miss you. The person that makes your bagel in the morning is going to miss you. The person that checks out your groceries once a week is going to miss you. You have an impact on somebody's life somewhere. You are important
1: and we love you. 100%. You are loved somewhere. Yeah, we'll listen.
2: You guys listen to us. It's only fair that we listen to
0: you, right?
1: Absolutely.
2: All right. I hope you guys have enjoyed this uh, special Venture Sisters episode. Um,
0: very, a very special venture. <laughs> a
2: very venture sister episode.
3: They'd <laughs> have that little swirling thing. Right. That you saw on the, the specials. Back in the 80s. <laughs> All
2: right, guys. Um, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for joining us. I hope that, you know, some of you guys have found some of this helpful, um, or at least gotten a good laugh out of it and that you can all walk away feeling a little bit better a little bit lighter um you know and a little bit more aware of your mental health i think that's going to be it for us today on the venture sisters i as always have been your host audrey Hartburn, and with me has been my very best buddy dolly pardon say bye dolly
3: bye dolly
2: <laughs> and with us of course today we had baron beast limode from conject tech au revoir and uh our Venture virgin Elon Benzos. Say good night.:
1: Good night, everyone.: All
2: right, And of course, it would not be an episode of The Venture Sisters if we didn't end it with an awful Go team venture on the count of three you guys. Are you ready?
3: Four. Wow.
2: Oh
1: <laughs> Dick Wow. Go team, team, venture. venture. <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs>